Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I'm, I'm trying to hold it together because uh, I have to talk to Erin May White. She just became the first LGTBQ woman elected to the position of Minnesota State Senator in what was a historic night for women of color. She's one of three women who made history that night. Oh, my gosh. No black women have served in the state Senate in 164 years of statehood. And Erin, baby, you did that. Congratulations and welcome to the Shaletta Show. Thank you, Shaletta. Thank you so much. Oh, girl, the last time we sat together, you were campaigning. You were fundraising. We were on a panel together. You were talking about, you know, Roe v. Wade and and what that decision had meant for you because it had just came down from the Supreme Court. And and everybody in the room was talking about how it impacted them. Uh, But but we were still running and, and you were still out there shaking hands and kissing babies and taking care of your own baby. And now, girlfriend, you are a history maker your name will forever be in the books tell me what this moment feels like for you i mean this i'm honored to be representing the community that i was born and raised in i'm honored to be serving with two other amazing black women claire umu verbatim and zainab mohammed and i'm honored to have an opportunity to pass historic policies now that the dfl controls both the senate and the house and the governor's office and it's uh, really interesting that you're talking about, you know, food for folks who need food for Thanksgiving. Come on by and pick up baskets. The need was greater than you thought. The number one thing on the top of my list is universal school meals. So mm. I am really, really excited to um, get in there and get to work because we got a lot of hungry kids in, in Minnesota and hungry kids can't learn. No, you can't learn. If you uh, need something to eat, you can't learn. How did you how did you come to make this your passion, make this your platform of all the things? Because you are passionate about so many things and you are on the front line for so many issues. How did this, um, you know, stick with you and stay with you? That's a great question. So when I ran for the state house in 2016, um, childhood hunger is the reason why I decided to run for office. I had learned that childhood hunger in my community had gone up 345% since I had graduated from high school. And Mm. I was just, I mean, I just was like, this cannot be, we've got to do something about it. And there are so many great organizations that are working to help, you know, put meals in backpacks, 
over the weekend for kids who don't have access to food at school. But we really have to change the systems that don't allow parents to feed their kids and pay rent in the same month. And so that's why I decided to run for office. And that is, you know, that's why it's my number one issue going back into the Senate. Oh, my gosh. And and so what is the first thing that you want to do? Is it funding? Is it awareness? Is it a campaign? How do you plan on getting started? That's a great question. So when I was a, a member of the House, I started the Childhood Hunger Caucus, and it was a bipartisan caucus that brought together members of both parties and both chambers and then really brought together the advocates and the nonprofits that work to address hunger in Minnesota to come up with solutions. I'm going to bring that caucus back. I'm going to bring us around the table. I know there's been a campaign going on called Hunger Free Schools. Um, you know, the bill is go- we've had states uh, in the United States, California being one of them. Colorado just passed about measure for universal school meals. And so we have templates to work off of. We've got work to do. We've got organizations committed to doing it. And that's where the work is going to start. And that's going to be a lot of work. Um, that is a daunting task. Uh, who are some of the people that you plan to bring into your circle to partner with to make this happen? That's a great question. So um, definitely leadership on the agricultural committees. That's going to be a huge part of it. Leadership on education committees, um, the Department of Education, and then really focusing on school districts to make sure that this uh, bill meets their needs, right? You never want to pass a bill because it feels good. You want it to actually do good. And so I represent School District 196. I'll be bringing them in. Um, I'll be bringing in districts from across the state to make sure that we are meeting the need and that this bill actually provides schools with the uh, funding that they need to feed their students. And we had funds for universal meals during COVID, but that ended months ago. And so we're seeing um, a lot of families kind of fall between the gap. They don't quite make little enough to qualify for free or reduced lunch, but they don't make enough to actually put that money in their kids' account. So we're going to get every kid a meal in school, whether they don't have it because they forgot or because they can't afford one or because they're brand new to the school and didn't know how to sign up for their meal program. Every kid needs a meal in school. Hungry kids can't learn. Now, I'm going to keep you for an additional segment. I know you got to go. You got stuff going on. But I want to talk to you about being the first, the responsibility of blazing a trail um, instead of being able to follow one uh, from someone who came before you. The responsibility of that next. I remember when um, I went to my bosses at CCO Radio before George Floyd died. And I was like, how is it that we have never had a woman of color in prime time? The station's been around 97 years. I think black women have learned how to master the English language and talk pop culture, politics, and sports for a couple of hours. And we met and fought and cried and cussed and kicked stuff over. Chad Hartman almost got rode up. Well, I think Chad Hartman actually did get rode up. He almost lost his job fighting for me to have a show. Fighting for people of color. And, and so um, it, that's 97 years. That, that, that seems like a long time. But it's been 164 years of statehood for Minnesota. And we are just now getting our first women of color into the Minnesota Senate. And one of those women is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Newly elected Erin May Quay is joining us on the Shaletta Show. Erin, I, I, girl, I thought 97 years was a long time. You had to wait 164. 
that is a long time. And I love, I love the story of Chad almost getting written up for fighting for you. I love that. Girl, he actually, he did get wrote up. He almost lost his job. And wow. he, uh, I, I just, you know, and, and without allies like that, without accomplices mm-hmm. like that, without people who will stand up and fight and say, this is wrong. It mm-hmm. does not happen. Why did it take 164 years? What took so damn long? Well, I mean, I think there's a whole host of reasons. Uh, you know, I was the third black woman ever elected to the Minnesota House in 2016. So we, you know, have a we've had a long way to go to make up for lack of voices in our democracy. I don't think you can have democracy without black women. And so now we can finally make sure that our voices are represented. Every law and policy that's been passed in the state. Uh, has been made without the voices of black women in the Minnesota State Senate. And that's about to change. And it's going to it's going to matter. and It's going to make a difference. And how is that going to um, impact um, our state having, um, you know, those voices, those those diverse voices, our diverse voices heard um, not just when there is um, a a meeting or uh, there is a problem, but on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, I think you you made the point really well, right? Our voices are going to be at the table. Our voices are going to be represented. And not only that, but we get to throw that door open wide and bring a whole bunch of folks with us, too. And mm-hmm. so, you know, not only are Claire and Zainab and I the first black women in the Senate, but we have the most diverse class we've ever had in the Senate. And we have some of the largest racial disparities in the nation here in Minnesota. And so now when the Senate talks about racial disparities, it's not going to be about us without us, right? It's not going to yeah. be an academic exercise and, uh, you know, about those people. We are those people and we will be in the room and we will have power and we will have the ability to make better decisions for Minnesotans. Okay, where do we get the courage? Where do we get the bravery? Where do we get the strength to step out? Because we have always been the door knockers. We have been the ones Mm -hmm. helping other people get elected. We have been the ones organizing campaigns and standing next to the person um, when they, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, declare that they are the winner and deliver their victory speech. And, And we know it's because of our hard work and effort. And mm-hmm. now we're doing that hard work and effort for ourselves. You know, Aaron, I, I look at my mama and I look at my grandmother and I have the same spirit that they had, but they mm-hmm. didn't have the same opportunity. So they were not business owners. They did not mm-hmm. um, command a seat at the table. They did not push back on the status quo, risking, um, you know, their, their financial security l- like mm-hmm. I do. Um, but, but somehow, somewhere at, at some point, we decided enough is enough. When did you see a shift for black women? You know, I, I think we stand on the shoulders of all the black women that came before us. I certainly mm-hmm. look at Rena Moran um, as yes. a mentor and a dear friend who, who kind of, you know, gave me the audacity, right? But I also, um, I think some of it is we got to a place in time where we're looking around at what's happening and we're looking around at um, the racial disparities we have in our state and the way people talk about us and the way people make policies about us without us. And I think it was just like, this is our moment. This is our time. And then we built those coalitions to really help us get to the state Senate. None of us did it alone. And every single organization from labor to LGBTQ organizations to um, organizations like Education Minnesota and the nurses and Planned Parenthood, this was a, a multiracial, multi-faith, 
statewide coalition that really helped us get there. And the proof is in the pudding, right? It, it came together yeah. and we elected three black women. But it was it was it took so much work and time and effort. And it's going to pay off because we're going to be there at those decision making tables. Okay, now it's one thing to run. It's another thing to win. And it's a mm-hmm. whole nother ball game when you are leading. Um, yeah. I, I'm not going to say what scares you the most because I know you don't operate in fear. But what's the one thing that concerns you more than anything when you get ready to take your seat at the table? I think the thing that I'm really looking out for is to make sure that we are not um, hampered by by fear. Like you said, I think there's this mm-hmm. um, there's this there's this thing that happens sometimes when Democrats get control and they're like, OK, well, don't go too far. And it's like, okay, so don't give health care to too many people. Don't feed too many kids, you know. And so I want to make sure that we are operating from a mindset of abundance and not scarcity, that we are correctly identifying the fact that, you know, our labor um, in Minnesota is extractive and the money that we make for billionaires, right, that's the folks that we need to be talking about and not fighting with each other. I think nothing makes billionaires happier than when we fight with each other over the crumbs that are left from the whole pie that was taken away. And so I want to make sure that we're having the right conversations with each other about each other to make sure that every Minnesotan has the life that they need to live, thrive, work and play in this state. Well, Aaron Mayquay, newly elected Minnesota state senator, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Use me. That's why I'm here. That's why I have this show. That's why I have this platform. You got to care. You got a concern. You got a celebration. Hit me up. Get with Jonathan. Come back. Let's talk about it um, so that we can keep everybody informed about what's going on. Because, you know, now that you have a seat at the table, we have eyes and ears. Um, yes. And and I want to see and hear what the hell is going on when y'all are closing them doors and talking, girl. Nobody's coming <laughs> back and reporting. And I need a reporter so we can know how we are being impacted so we're not surprised when stuff goes down and our families are affected. You know what? I will be the reporter. I will report back. You have me on. I will tell you what's going on. Okay. Now, how is that baby, girl? How is that baby? Oh, she is just the cutest. Oh, I just want to oh, her face. I just, so oh, girl, I just want to lick her toes and just, just snuggle with her, girl. Oh, she's, she's just so, so cute. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations on your family, the new addition, all your accomplishments. You know, as a working mom and a lot of working women listening, we understand the challenges that you face um, mm. in this new role, and we are praying for your success. Thank you so much, Shaletta. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.